Hey, Disney Cruise fans, it's Wes. If you'd like to support the show, please consider booking your next Disney trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Though we specialize in Disney cruises, we book all Disney destinations. We'll help you with all the planning details and make sure you don't miss out on anything important. Of course, if it is a Disney cruise, we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences. It doesn't cost you anything to work with us, and you'll pay the same as if you book directly through Disney. So you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send me an email at Wes, W-E-S, at MickeyWorldTravel.com. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 108 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes, and if you live in the New England area, I hope I hope your back isn't hurting too much from all the shoveling that you had to do this past weekend. I know I'm feeling a little sore myself, but uh, I should hopefully make a, a quick recovery. Uh, if you're listening in Florida, I hope you're staying warm, and to all the folks out in the Midwest who have been experiencing sub-zero temperatures... I I feel for you. Lots of cold weather all across this country, so let's uh, let's talk about someplace warm uh, in this episode. Given that uh, it's one of the longer episodes I've recorded, I'm I'm gonna I'm um I'm not gonna go into too much detail about the the Disney Cruise news over the past couple weeks. The big headliner, of course, was the announcement of the Pixar Days at Sea beginning in January 2023, uh, and also the official announcement that the Marvel Day at Sea cruises will be moving to the Disney Dream. Um, something we had been speculating. Also, I would expect that we will get a first look at the summer 2023 itineraries sometime soon, hopefully as early as later this month. Uh, so be on the lookout for those as well. Anyway, thanks for tuning in and let's get to this week's episode. One of the things that I try really hard to do on the show is bring guests on who have had interesting cruise experiences, whether that be a unique itinerary or a uh, a unique personal experience or a combination of uh, of the two. I, I like having guests on that have experiences that have had experiences that I've never had before. And my guest this evening, he's a friend of the show. He just he and his family just returned from uh, from a cruise that was unique for m- multiple different reasons, and we'll get into that. But first, I want to welcome my friend Joe uh, back onto the show. Joe is from BackToTheMouse.com and has been a guest on before. So, Joe, thanks for for coming back again. Hey, Wes, it's great to talk to you again. Great to talk to you. So. I I want to first have you tell us which cruise you you went on. You know what ship did you sail on? Where did you depart from? What was the itinerary? Uh, we'll start there and then kind of get into the the rest of it. So this sailing was a uh, five night sailing on the Magic uh, that was originally supposed to go to Key West, uh, Castaway, and Nassau with uh, a Marvel Day at Sea uh, thrown in there as well. Um, we got notified in, I believe it was November, that um, Key West was getting uh, exchanged for a double dip at Castaway. 
Um, what were your thoughts on that? How, how did you feel about that, uh, that switch? Um, I don't know. I, I think initially I would have been upset about it, but um, we spent a we spent a week at uh, Key West this summer when when COVID had died down a lot. So uh, we had our fill of Key yeah, West. Fill, yeah, yeah <laughs> nice. we we uh, we had gotten uh, you know we had done all the stuff we would have gotten off the ship to do anyway. So you know who, who doesn't like two days at Castaway Key for sure. Uh, so you had a five night sailing on the magic Marvel day at sea and a castaway key double dip. So, I mean, that alone is very unique. I'm not sure there has been a Marvel day at sea cruise with two stops at castaway key. So, um, so that is a, certainly a unique experience. Um, before we get to the other part that made it a unique experience, I, you mentioned you sailed out of Miami, and I've said on the show before that we have done that one time and had um, a a less than perfect ex- experience, I would say. So can you just kind of tell us what you did the night before? Because I know you uh, you got to the area the night before, um, but what you did the night before, how you got to the port, and kind of what your plan was just logistically uh, to you know to get in and out of the, out of the out of your cruise. Um, so we had a rental car, uh, and we stayed in Fort Lauderdale the night before and we had planned, that was about 45 minutes away. So our plan was we were going to drive to the port in the morning and park the rental car for the, um, duration of the trip because we had some, uh, additional plans back in Orlando, which is where we flew in and out of, uh, once we got off the ship. And so having a rental car right there, you know, you just get right back off, you take your, your bags and then you can start driving. So that was our plan. Did you have any issues getting from, um, Fort Lauderdale to the cruise port on the, your, you know, your morning of embarkation? No, we had, um, it was a Saturday morning, so we weren't really worried about rush hour traffic. Uh, I knew we could arrive at the cruise port as early as we wanted to. I didn't know if it would be like Port Canaveral and we'd get turned away if we were too early, but I figured if we got turned away, it'd be at the terminal. So, sure, yeah. um, so we left, uh, we probably left about, I'd say 30 minutes before we needed to, uh, we got to the terminal about 10 o'clock and then we, you know, then we got our bags ready and, and made sure we had all our ducks in a row before we walked over to the terminal. How how was the arrival into the Miami uh, cruise port kind of compared to the way they do it at Port Canaveral? I mean, are they really strict about the port arrival times in Miami the way they are at Port Canaveral? I imagine they're probably relatively similar processes. So when, when we took a cruise in uh, uh, late October, early November, we took Disney transportation there. And my understanding was that they wouldn't even let you park your car there unless you were within your port arrival time. So I didn't know how that would be in Miami, but in Miami, it was pretty wide open. There was no one stopping anyone from parking anywhere. Um, so when you walked into the terminal, were there a lot of people there? Was it crowded or was it, you know, did they spread it out? The arrivals pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good. So we walked over and there was a massive line of about 200 people waiting to get into the terminal. Um, and I asked one of the cast members, or, uh, they weren't cast members, but they were, you know, uh, the port workers. Um, and they said, listen, everybody's in this line, but what we're going to do is we're going to go down the line and we're going to call out the port arrival times. And when your port arrival time is called, you can proceed into the terminal and we'll check and make sure. So, 
I think they called concierge first and then they called 1030 and then we were able to go. Um, you then go through, uh, if I remember the order correctly, we went through the security first. Um, that was relatively quick. And then you then proceed to testing. Uh, so you, you know, you get a, you get a bag with the, with the COVID test in it. You go to uh, a station where they scan it. They scan the barcode. You, you do a nasal swab. Do you swab yourself or is someone swabbing you? You have to swab yourself. Uh, If you have, if you have children or infants or whatever, then obviously the parent could do it, but uh, you do the test yourself. You drop it in the tube. Uh, and then from there, you proceed uh, upstairs to a giant uh, waiting area, which could have been part of the waiting area from before. Um, at that point, you then wait to see whether you're going to be able to get <laughs> yeah. on or not. And that's the, <laughs> the worst waiting part, period, I think. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the worst part yeah. because, you know. And you said you, uh, no matter. How, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, no matter how careful you've been, I right. mean, you don't really know if you're asymptomatic <laughs> right. unless you PCR test before. And um, we were in some of the first groups and there was someone in, um, I think we were like the third group that got cleared. I think they do them in batches. And I, I know there was someone from the first group that got told to go see the, the Inspire testing people. So, you know, that that's... I think that's the worst part of yeah, cruising right. right now, right? I yep. mean, there there are other aspects that people may like or they may not like or whatever, but that I think that's just the worst for everyone. For sure. is, is the, yeah, I mean, not- in just from my own experience helping helping other families plan their trips, I think that's you know that's the the biggest source of anxiety for 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 families traveling right now is just that the unknown of getting to the cruise port and, and having to take those tests. So it's, I can imagine it's a very nerve wracking experience. And so you, I, th- I think you said you originally had an ocean view stateroom, um, but that's not the stateroom that you ended up in. Why don't you tell us kind of your, your progression of staterooms that you had before ultimately getting on the ship? So uh, as you know, I'm, a very fiscally conservative um, <laughs> cruiser, and so is there another the, word for that? Yeah, it's cheap, but <laughs> but that gets thrown around a lot in my house. So I, you know, um, I I like I like fiscally conservative. But, sure. <laughs> um, so I booked my. Um, so normally, what I do on the older ships is I book us into an ocean view stateroom on deck two. Like I I pro- we probably stayed in those staterooms you know, six to eight times because on the older ships, they're cheaper. And there's a marked difference between those rooms and uh, the verandas because there's not as many verandas on the older ships. Now, on the dream class ships, we always book a veranda because the price difference isn't that much. Like for a seven night cruise, the price difference may be what, two, three hundred dollars. And and for that, you know, I'll, I'll take a veranda. But on the older ships, I think uh, in this particular case, when we booked, I think the difference for the three of us was maybe $1,300. Oh, that's a big difference, yeah. It was a third more. So, you know, for five nights, and it's a a port-intensive cruise, right? Two castaways and and Nassau, and uh, the other day is a Marvel Day at Sea. So the only real, you know, quote unquote, sea day for us would have been Nassau, Nassau really. Yeah. And you know, we're not going to sit on the veranda; we can go sit on the pool deck, right? 
So uh, we booked a ocean view on deck two. Uh, and then about, I would say about a month before I was looking through the cruise app and I noticed our stateroom had changed to a veranda uh, stateroom category 5C. Oh, my goodness, yeah. On, on, on deck six. Um, and then at some point, uh, we got a notification from our travel agent that um, uh, we'd gotten an upgrade from Disney. And, and I suspect from, from what I saw on Facebook um, – that they were using deck two on the older ships for quarantine decks. And oh, wow. so they were, up, they were upgrading a lot of the people out of those staterooms so that they could keep it. Interesting. Uh, um, because other people that had, uh, either ocean view rooms on higher decks or they had inside staterooms did not get upgraded. Okay. So it's just deck two. It seemed like, yeah. So huh. we, we arrived at the port thinking we were going to go on, uh, in a veranda room that we were happily upgraded from. Yeah. But after we went through, uh, once we were clear to sail, um, our intention was to head to the supervisor's desk to see what upgrades were available. We had upgraded our uh, October cruise on the Fantasy from a veranda to a one-bedroom concierge. And, mm. oh, yeah. and I, would, I, would, I would say with almost every sailing we've had, and this is number 15, we always go to the supervisor's desk to see what's available. Yep. And uh, I would say... I can't think of a single time that we've gone, with the exception of October, that there have been concierge staterooms available. We've we've managed to go from ocean views to verandas uh, a few times, um, mainly on the older ships. And and when we would go on the Dream Class ships, there's nothing really to go from a veranda to because the concierge rooms were all sold out. Uh, real quick, Joe, in in your past experience, have has it been? in your opinion, less expensive to upgrade at the port, say from a, a, an ocean view to a veranda versus if you would have just booked the veranda room kind of from the beginning, or is it kind of priced the same and you would have, you know, as what you would have paid had you booked it originally? You know what I'm saying? I've always found it with one strange exception to be much cheaper. Okay. We've gotten upgrades for two hundred dollars, one hundred and fifty dollars, two hundred and fifty dollars. Like I, I consider them to to not be th- that expensive at a, of an upgrade versus you know versus spending uh, the money beforehand, right? We, I mean, we've always booked something that we we would be happy with, right? We've sailed at ocean view rooms. We're very happy to sail in an ocean view room, um, and. Uh, we'd have been, we'd have been more than happy to sail in this veranda that we had gotten a, a free upgrade to. Um, but you know, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt to go to the supervisor's desk, ask, see what's available and see if, if you're happy with that price. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we went to the desk and we asked them what they had available and, you know, they looked at our original stateroom booking, which they gave us credit for having booked the five C. Oh, okay. And the upgrade is priced from what you booked. Oh, yep. All right. So, so there's a table, which I serendipitously took a photo of at the <laughs> last time I got on uh, for the fantasy. But there's a there's a there's almost like a spreadsheet that they look at that says, OK, here's your category. Oh, that OK, you this is the upgrade and, price you can offer. Yeah. And this is the upgrade price for these other categories. Yes. of rooms. So um, they told us that they had. Every class of concierge room available, 
And uh, <laughs> I, I will say that that my wife and I talked about it, and we had upgraded we had upgraded our previous cruise, yeah. uh, and we ended up going to a one bedroom concierge, which we thought was about the best that we would do. Yep. Um, and they offered us. They, on, on that sailing, they offered us a, uh, an upgrade to the Royal Suite because both were available, but yeah. they were it was a $15,000 upgrade. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, and I hadn't, you know, for that cruise, I think I had spent somewhere around $5,000 sure. and I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to spend another 15 to stay, to right, stay right. you know. So <laughs> the, the one bedroom concierge was six for that cruise. And I thought, okay, it's double the price, but you know what? It, it, it happened to be our 25th wedding anniversary. Yeah. So we thought, oh, this would be nice. a little. Yeah. Right. And that was, that was honestly, I think if we had booked that room from the start, I think it was around 20,000. Oh, right? wow. So, okay. So, Did pretty well. Yeah. So for this one, you know, we had paid, I think, three for the ocean view. Um, so they mm-hmm. told us the price of the regular concierge room. And I think it was like 1400. And I, I looked at my wife and I said, I'm not spending $1,400 to go sail in a regular room with concierge <laughs> amenities. Right. And then they, they went up from there. Yep. With, <laughs> 1400 well, was just for, too much. For, for effectively <laughs> I, I, yeah, no, the same, right? It's the yeah. same room with same nicer, room. it's, it's, yeah, it's got yeah, nicer exactly. appointments, but it's the same room and I can go to the lounge and get drinks. Well, I, I can drink a lot for $1,400. Right. I mean, <laughs> so yeah, that's not the experience that, that, that we were, that, that we were going to will spend money for. Right. So yes, some more yes. alcohol and, Got it. you know, a lounge visit is not going to, not going to do it. So sure. the one bedroom I yep. think was like maybe 3,800, the two bedroom might've been like 4,200. And they said, well, we have the Royal suite available too. And I said, well, how much is that? And she said, oh, it's like 4,800. <laughs> And I went, huh? <laughs> and then I looked at my wife. I'm like, do you want to book it? And she's like, uh, yeah. So, so I said, I said, okay, we'll take it. And, and, and my, and my daughter looked at us and said, would you just say, she said, what are we doing? I said, I said, I think we're going to sail in the Royal suite. And she's like, really? Oh my goodness. <laughs> so that's um, awesome. You decide to take that upgrade, oh. and and primarily for the purpose, uh, for, primarily from the fact that when are we ever going to upgrade to the Royal Suite? Number for one, sure. number two, for the, yeah. that price point, right? Yeah, and, and this is also, I mean, it's sort of a premium cruise. Marvel Day at Seas typically command a little bit higher price. Castaway Key double dips uh, command a little bit higher prices. So, you know, you have this cruise that's kind of a premium experience. And then to have a, a, a you know, a cost like that, it, you know, it seems, seems pretty reasonable to me for sure. Yeah. I mean, unlike, um, unlike Chris in the concierge lounge who've, who've, who you've had on several <laughs> times and, and I talk to a lot, um, I don't usually ever book. Well, I can say for a fact, I don't ever book concierge. So, this, yeah. you know, I, I say this may be a once in a lifetime experience, um, but we thought, you know, hey, what we're here, let's it's available. It's it's not going to break the bank. Let's let's yeah. give it a try. So cool. that's awesome. So you started with an ocean view stateroom, Marvel Day at Sea with visits to Nassau and Key West and ended up in the Royal Suite on a Castaway Key double dip with Marvel Day at Sea. So certainly a unique cruise experience. Uh, that's for sure. So, um, 
tell us tell us your you know initial impressions of the royal suite i mean you you and i have seen tons of pictures um of the suite but i would imagine those don't necessarily do it justice so just what were your impressions of the room kind of when you first walked in and got to walk around and and just see it for for yourself i think the word wow was used a lot um <laughs> you know, i can imagine the the suite just kind of goes on and on and on. And, um, the, you know, it, it, I think it's literally the size of four regular staterooms and, and, you know, we, we got used to it throughout the week and there were still times when we would yell out, Hey, Hey, is anyone there? Because <laughs> you, you know, in a, in a regular stateroom, you know, if someone else is in the room, yes, but in yes. this room you don't. And, and, yeah. and there are places where, you could scream and the person in the suite could not hear oh you goodness. if they're in, if they're in the other side of it. So, yeah. um, it's definitely, um, it, it's, it's definitely impressive. Uh, I think, uh, I don't think it's been updated lately. I think the one on the wonder has been updated and obviously the dream class ones are, are completely different, but I think it sleeps, uh, I'll probably get the number wrong. It's either eight or 10 or something like mm. that. Um, mm-hmm. And there were just three of us in it, so it was yeah, it was, a lot of space. Yeah, it was a lot of space, and it, it to a certain standpoint, it was kind of it, it would have been better had we known uh, other families that had been sure. on the ship that could have come and like you know looked at this you know hung out in the suite with us because you really it's really a, a nice place for gathering a group of people. Uh, oh yeah, you know the the dining room table that's in there holds eight people and you know, it's just the three of us. So it's kind of, you know, <laughs> right. it's kind of a little bit, a uh, little bit odd, but uh, yeah. we definitely, uh, we definitely enjoyed the suite. Um, we enjoyed some of the amenities that came with it. Uh, for example, we had uh, Palo brunch in the room. We had Palo dinner that's in cool. the room. Yeah. Uh, my 17 year old daughter got to, got to have Palo food. Oh yeah. Um, that's, that's right. Uh, we, that, that's cool. Yeah. So we ordered, um, what do they do? Do they, do they bring the menu to you? Uh, we went to the concierge lounge and when we were talking to the host, they have the menu. Okay. Uh, and so you just tell them, uh, what you want. Um, and as I, I, I suppose you could order, or like for the brunch, I suppose you could order as much as you wanted. Uh, but we each picked out, I think we each picked out an entree and uh, the, whatever the starter course is now, right? Um, uh, and then we picked out an extra entree to for everybody to try. Um, I don't think that we ordered dessert for the brunch. Uh, dinner was, you know, it's the same as it is for... Uh, eating in the restaurant, you can either do um, the a la carte or the, I think there's a fixed price menu, but we just chose some a la carte items, um, including the dessert. So we got a chocolate souffle, an amaretto souffle, and my daughter wanted to uh, try the tiramisu. So oh, okay. uh, she got nice. that. So that was, that was good. Um, yeah, I like that. You can order uh, regular. Uh, you can order room service from uh, Lumiere's. Oh uh, yeah, so, from the main dining restaurant. Yeah, so we did that every day for breakfast. Um, we also uh, there was something else that we did. Oh, uh, the Royal Suite, um, which I found out thanks to Chris, comes with unlimited internet. 
Uh, oh yeah, that's right. And we had a um, we had a family member who was away at college who wasn't feeling well, uh, oh, who yeah. uh, uh, basically tested positive for COVID the day that we sailed. So oh, no. I felt bad about that, but uh, well, for two reasons: one that 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 she was sick, uh, and two that we were sailing in the royal suite without her. So <laughs> we used a lot of internet to uh, face, yeah. FaceTime with her while we were on the cruise. Um, oh, that's cool. That, uh, I mean, that you had the chance to do that at least. Uh, FaceTime worked amazingly well. Even really? When we were at sea, uh, oh, when wow. we were in I'm surprised port, by that. Or I, yeah. It was perfect. Never broke up, never had any huh. issues with it. Um, so she got to uh, FaceTime with us when we had Palo dinner and when we had Palo brunch. And, um, you know, because she, she wasn't leaving her apartment at school. Uh, yep. So, so that was nice. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely an extravagance, but, um, uh, yeah. it was one of the benefits of the suite. We definitely used it. I think we burned up eight gigs of data which oh. at Disney's, <laughs> wow. at Disney's rates. That was probably $800 worth of I was just going to say, you made, you, uh, you made up for that cost of upgrading to hey man, fis- <laughs> upgrading the stateroom. <laughs> fiscally conservative. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so your first day in port was Castaway Key. How was, how was your weather that day? And, you know, take us through your, your first day at Castaway Key. Um, let's see. Uh, I think we had breakfast in the room, uh, and then we, uh, we, we got off the ship. Uh, the tours had been canceled, but I don't mm. really know why it wasn't, it was a little bit overcast, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't windy. Mm, okay. Uh, temperatures were, I think they almost got to 70. So like 69, it was, okay. it was overcast, it was overcast. Uh, but, yeah. but it was, it was, you know, coming from, you know, coming from, cold area of Washington yeah. DC. Uh, it was, um, it was definitely warmer than that. Right. And, and, and we had just left Orlando and it was a little chilly in Orlando. So it was nice. Uh, we went to the first family beach and I sent some pictures out. We were in, I think we sat in the second or the third row and we were the last row of chair, uh, the last row where anyone was. I think the first row might've been full at, at maximum uh, uh, capacity when it, when you know everyone was there, but it, the beach was I mean it was really empty. And when I say the first row was full, it's not the old pre-COVID first row because they've removed a lot of the chairs on Castaway, right? So there's there's two chairs with an umbrella between them, and then there's six feet of space to the next set of chairs. Yeah. Okay. So no one is on top of anyone. And, yep. and having said that, no one was really there because, you know, the, the magic, I think was sailing with, you know, 800 people, give or take. And it, you know, I, th- I think full capacity is what, 26, 2700, something like that. Yeah. And yeah. it's the smaller ships, right? It's not like the, the, the old pre COVID fantasy pulling up with what, 4,200 people <laughs> right, and right, everyone right. fighting for chairs. <laughs> I mean, there was, uh, I think you and I had discussed whether I was going to get a cabana or not. And, and at, at one point I had two cabanas on the second day and was trying to pick which one I wanted. Um, and then when we got the Royal suite, we, we told him we, we didn't want the cabana anymore because, um, because we wanted to, we, we, part of it was we didn't want to spend additional money uh, since we'd already paid for the upgrade. But the other thing is it's the magic, right? So it's a smaller ship and, I think we would have been more crowded on the cabana beach with the oh cabanas goodness. being full 
than we would have been on the family beach because wow. there was there was just no, there's just no one there. Yeah, you you um you were texting me. You sent some pictures. I think at 10 a.m. I think it was, and <laughs> there was nobody nobody on the beach. And I you know I just couldn't believe how uh, how empty it was. I, so I should have gotten some pictures when people went to lunch because uh, I probably could have counted less than 20 people on the beach at like you know 12:30 when is quote unquote maximum lunch time, right? Yeah. There, there are no lines for anything. Um, you know, when I went up to, when I went up to cookies to get, to get lunch, I didn't, I didn't wait. I mean, you just basically walk up and then you just walked right through the line and got what you wanted. There was, you know, there's, there's no waits for anything. There's no drink waits. There's no wait in the store to check out. There's no, there's, there's no wait for anything. We didn't get right off the boat initially. So I don't know what, the wait was to get off and, and we never had to sign up for the virtual queues to get, to get off the ship either. They, they, they told us we could just go down, uh, in concierge, we could just go down and get off the boat. But when we did that, there was no one in front of us, right? We just, oh, wow. you know, we just walked right off the boat. So, yeah. Wow. Did you, uh, so did you just kind of hang out on the beach and did you do anything else? And you know, what, what, what time did you head back to the ship? Uh, so when we got off the boat, my daughter and I hung out on the beach. My wife uh, ran the 5K. It's oh. kind of a it's kind of a self-organized thing. You run it, and mm-hmm. then when you're done, you go to the shop, uh, uh, one of the shops near uh, Pelican Plunge. Okay, yeah. And you tell them you ran it, and they give you the medal. So she Not ran that, and then she came over and she joined us on the beach. And so we just kind of laid on the beach and we talked. And um, and you don't sign up for the five k in advance anymore, right? That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. You can just you just it's self reported. Just run it, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, uh, we you know we had lunch, and then I think around two fifteen, you know, we were we were ready to get back on the ship. We had uh, we didn't really go in the water that day. I think I went down there to see what it was like, and it was cold, and I had no interest in that. Um, Especially with it being overcast, right? Sure, yeah. So uh, about 2.15, we headed back to the ship to see what we could find on Funnel Vision. Um, s- sadly, there were more misses than hits on Funnel Vision this Ugh, time. That is the worst. There's nothing worse than having some time in your day and, you, that you sort of carve out. For, you'd be like, this is a great time to do Funnel Vision. Then you look and see what's playing, and it's something that's just not interesting to you. It should just be the classics playing all the time. I, I, there are certain, there are certain movies that You're without right. a doubt you should, you should play on funnel vision. You, I don't care if you play them on repeat, right? You need to play, <laughs> you need to play frozen. You yep. need to play, um, tangled. tangled. You need to play, which one do we actually end up watching? Uh, we want Moana, I think should Moana be on Moana that should list. be on there all the time. We, we watched the best one I saw was Pocahontas. Mm, and, that's a good yeah, one. No, that would be fine. I mean, any, uh, you know, Mulan would have been great. But, yeah, you know, yeah. They were playing. Uh, I don't even remember the ones they were playing, but it was it was it was stuff that you're just not gonna go and and watch. <laughs> right. I think right. we we did get to see Hercules, which is always a good. Oh, that oh, that's one of my yeah, favorites. That's so, a good one too. Yep. Okay. But all right, it, it was tough. So yeah, but, but okay. we managed to push through. And, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, and and you know we went and we uh, we showered up in the suite, uh, which by the way. Um, 
just to give you an idea, it has the same number of bathrooms as the townhouse that I live in. Um, and it probably has as much square footage. <laughs> All right. So your next day was the Marvel Day at Sea. And so before we kind of talk about your day, I want to get a, a sense of, you know, where you at, where you stand in your, your Marvel fandom. So where would you rank yourself on a scale from one to ten as a Marvel fan? I probably would have originally put myself at like maybe – a three or a four, but my my daughter uh, loves all things Marvel, and so she's she's definitely a ten, and she's slowly pulled me over. Uh, gotcha. And in fact, this cruise was a makeup cruise for the exact same one that we had planned a year ago that got canceled. Um, uh, and she specifically wanted to do the Marvel cruise. I had wanted mm, to okay. push to a Star Wars on the fantasy, but she said, "No, no, 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 we got to redo this Marvel one." So. We booked the Marvel one, and and we were looking forward to it because um, I know that you had hyped it up a lot, uh, and she was excited for all this stuff. So yeah. so we were we were ready, and she spent um, she spent a good portion of uh, the time before the cruise, before we flew down, and while we were driving to Fort Lauderdale, uh, informing us of every piece of Marvel history that we could possibly absorb. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that. Um, one of the things I've been curious about, because uh, I haven't heard a lot about these current uh, Marvel Day Sea Cruises. So, you know, back when I did it in 2000, was it 2020, um, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe was still very much, you know, they were still making new movies. I, I don't think Endgame had come out yet. I don't remember. But, you know, so you have sort of those classic characters. But now... Marvel has sort of moved beyond the, you know, the original MCU and now you have all these new characters, you know, the Eternals and you have um, Shang-Chi and all these different characters. So was it still kind of the classic characters or did they bring on these newer, these new characters that we're seeing in the films now? This one was all classic characters that we saw. Oh, awesome. Um, okay. They, were, uh, they did play the newer movies throughout mm -hmm. the okay. day, uh, including on Funnel Vision. Um, so if you wanted to watch the new movies, you could, but these were mainly the classic characters. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So yeah, why don't you just, uh, take us through your day a little bit? What, what kinds of activities did you do? Um, so we got up and, you know, I took note of what activities were going, uh, by looking on the TV. I think they've got that scrolling. Oh, yep. That's scrolling right. thing, which to me is a little bit easier to look at than the app, uh, since we don't have navigators anymore. So we looked at that. We picked out a few more things. Um, I think our room service breakfast had gotten there. So so we had breakfast. We talked for a little bit. And then my daughter was off to the various Marvel trivias. She had lost out to the same person on the Fantasy Cruise and Marvel oh. Trivia twice. And so she was determined to come back with her winter medals. Um, nice. Uh, a spoiler, she, she ended up with two of them. So she was really happy about that. Wow, good for her. Um, the, That's awesome. The so she went off to do that. My wife and I decided to go pick up some coffee, and then uh, we walked up to deck ten, where we ran into Mickey and Minnie in their um, their oh, yeah. Marvel costumes, their superhero costumes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mickey was uh, dressed as Captain America, and Minnie had a, a Spider Man uh, motif going. Nice. Um, then. Uh, we walked around a little bit more and then we headed to fathoms 
which is one of the clubs uh, in the adult section where Captain America was greeting people. Uh, that was a really great encounter. Um, I think, I think much more so maybe than the Star Wars cruise. I think that the characters make a much greater effort to interact with people. Mm, um, yeah. Captain America asked where we were from. We told him we were from near Washington D.C. and he was telling us how he runs on the mall a lot. And oh and my goodness, we told him so we've cool. seen him out there, but he's really quick, so we haven't had a chance <laughs> to stop and talk with him. And yeah. He said that you know his hearing was really good, so just call out to him, and he'll be sure and stop and and talk to us. And oh wow, that's so, awesome! So uh, with- yeah, I mean that was that was one of the things that stood out to me the most on our Marvel Day at Sea Cruise was just the character interactions. They're just so much better than any other that you get, you know, just waiting in line to to meet someone because they really exactly like what you said they. They make it personal, and they kind of, uh, you know, can can have some back and forth conversation with you. I, I think that's a really cool, a really cool thing thing that they do. I I definitely noticed with all the characters that we met that, that there was a great deal of interaction versus, um, uh, versus maybe when you you're Just, meeting you know the uh, standard Disney characters like the princesses yeah. or, or or what have yeah. you. Nothing nothing against the princesses, but I, oh, I no, haven't spent I, a great deal not. of time you know interacting with them. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, I think we popped back up to deck 10. We saw uh, Donald and Daisy. Uh, I think Donald was the Hulk. Oh, no way. And Daisy, I think, was Black Widow. Okay. Uh, uh, at that point, we had to head back to the to the room for Palo Brunch, which, was, which arrived. It was delicious. And then we headed uh, back out after that. Uh, we went to the Promenade Lounge. Uh, which yeah. is outside Rapunzel's. They were having the comic vault, which was uh, you could basically check out one of the large iPads and look through some mm. uh, comic books that they had loaded on there. I mean, I think they had almost all the Marvel comic books loaded on it. So we wow. looked at some of the older Captain America comic books where Captain America was doing some things that he probably wouldn't do today, <laughs> including smoking. Yep. Um, <laughs> I think we went through the uh, we went through the main lobby and we ran into Hawkeye and Black Widow. Oh, cool! Uh, Those two were not in on our cruise, so that's that's a cool it, uh, encounter. That was a really good encounter. Um, yeah. Uh, later on, we also ran into uh, Loki and Thor, and they had Loki in the little balcony that they could close off in the atrium. Oh, yeah. And so he was there, and Thor was on the other side, and they were. Uh, they were constantly going back and forth with each other and also with the guests. So you <laughs> no know, way. if you stopped to talk to Loki, um, Thor would ask why you were talking to Loki. And if you went to talk to <laughs> Thor, Loki would, you know, make some disparaging comment about his brother. So that was, that was pretty good. That's awesome. Really cool. A little banter between the brothers. Yeah. Uh, at that point we, um, we went for two of the encounters that we had to sign up for, mm. uh, and and luckily, you had actually um, tweeted out something about uh, the becoming available. So we we oh, yeah. signed up for, and we got. Um, mm-hmm. I think our first one was um, Iron Man and Black Panther that we had at, mm. at like one fifteen, and then at two o'clock we had Groot. Oh, cool! And the Iron Man Black Panther meet and greet was in the D Lounge, which. Um, had totally been 
wallpapered with Marvel themed wallpapering. So you really couldn't tell that you were in the D lounge. It was just right. it's it's unrecognizable, right? It's it's crazy how they transform that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that was really good. We were um we had seen the line for I think one of the meet and greets in the morning, which was really long, so we we're determined to get there early. Yeah. So we were, I would say, maybe the third group for the Iron Man uh, Black Panther meet and greet. And once they checked that we had, in fact, signed up for the activity, we went into the D lounge and the characters had not come out yet. So uh, we got to see them come out. Iron Man comes out in a suit with parts of it that light up and, and uh, do all sorts of things. And the Black Panther character came in and did an actual flip. Landed and posed. Yeah, he's very he's very athletic. Yes, yes, and and um, our encounter with him, I think, was one of the absolute best. He was very, oh, wow. very personable. Asked great questions. Cool. Um, uh, we got pictures with them. Did he tell you about Wakanda at all? He was. Uh, I. It was talking to our uh, daughter about where she was from, and I think he said he had been to Washington and um, that she should come to Wakanda. She'd, she'd like it very much. And so, nice. so there was a lot of discussion about travel plans yeah. and, and they could meet up again. <laughs> yeah. My, that, I think that was one of the things that just was so shocking to my son was that he, ta- you know, he was talking about this place, Wakanda that he didn't, that my son didn't know about. And, you know, after that, all kinds of questions about Wakanda. And so I, it was like, I think, like you said, it, one of the best interactions was with Black Panther. So, so that's cool. So did you then make travel plans to go to Wakanda as well? <laughs> we we looked into it. It was very expensive to get there. So we said maybe when you're a little older. It's probably a long flight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> so we headed to... Uh, Group? I, I'm drawing a complete... Oh, Animator's Palette. Animator's Palette. I don't know yeah. why I want to say Artist Point. Oh, um, <laughs> different restaurant. Yes, yes. Animators uh, palette for our meet and greet with Groot. And I thought that it was just going to be Groot. But when we got in there, it was Groot and Peter Quill. Oh, cool. Thank you for reminding Star-Lord. me of the name. Yes, Star-Lord. <laughs> yeah. um, that was a great interaction as well. You yes. know, he was uh, – the Peter Quill character was very uh, interactive with people, talking about mm. music that they liked and – yeah. Uh, and everything. He was my favorite uh, interaction on our cruise as well. He was very funny, and they had he had Gamora with him at the time, and the the, the banter between the two of them was was just hilarious. So Gamora wasn't there, and I didn't okay. think that she was on the cruise because we didn't encounter her at all. And then later on hmm. during the show, she wasn't in the show at night. So she was in the show at night, which oh, she made was. me okay. wonder how it was that we missed her to begin with. So yeah, okay. Um, and on the other side of um animator's palette was spider-man which i didn't think we were going to oh, get to wow. meet either so uh okay. after we got our pictures with groot and peter quill we went over and got pictures with spider-man mm-hmm. uh which was great uh so we had some dead time at that point we went to see the uh what is it journey into the mystic arts with dr yes. strange show in uh, what do you think in the theater uh i thought it was really good i was I was pleasantly surprised because Doctor Strange is not high on my list of Marvel characters. Um, but I thought the show in and of itself was good. Yeah. I thought it was of similar production quality to um, the regular shows that they put on. So Yeah. So, yeah. so I, that one, I actually I gave a horrible review after I came back from my cruise because I, I just thought it was really weird. But I 
hadn't seen the movie, be- you know, before. So it it really would have made not made any sense to you if you hadn't seen the movie. But now that I have seen it, I look back and I'm like, oh, that actually was really well done. So you know, I I agree. It's a it's it's certainly a show worth worth visiting. Yeah, I mean. I, I, I'm not a fan of all the spinning portals and everything that Dr. Strange does, but that's just me and, and, and my particular brand of, <laughs> yeah. of comic book hero, right. maybe more old school than, than new school. But sure. um, I know you had said on your cruise that there was, uh, there was uh, some interactions with um, kids in the audience and stuff. And yeah, uh, but there was none of that on this cruise. Um, oh, okay. I feel like that would have made the experience you know, so much better because I, I thought I, I didn't like the kid part of it at all. Yeah. I think, you know, they had spread everyone out in the theater and, um, they weren't, they weren't, you know, you, you couldn't get close to the characters, which, yeah, which, I, I can, which was I fine. certainly see why they, they, you know, they took that part away. Yep. yep. Uh, so that ended, um, my, I think my daughter had went off onto her second trivia hunt at this point. Okay. And, my wife and I, we popped into the concierge lounge where they had some Marvel-themed snacks. Uh, they had like an Avenger cookie and a Spider-Man cupcake that had been webbed into the wrapper. Oh, wow. Uh, I had to extract <laughs> it with a basically with a fork. It didn't – the wrapper yeah. wouldn't peel away. I've never yeah, seen a yeah. cupcake like that. But um, – and, and I don't think that the snacks were anything uh, – uh, for, for lack of a better term, super marvelous, but they were, it was nice that they, <laughs> nice. they had, they had themed snacks, right? Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't remember what else we had done that day. Uh, but I know that we did catch the Mickey and friends superhero celebration. Uh, that's show a fun on one. Deck. Yep. That was fun. Uh, as, as we watched them come in, it made me realize that we had missed goofy. Um, oh, uh, dressed up as Spider-Man, he he definitely stole that show. He was very good. Yep, yep. Um, uh, what else? There was a Marvel-themed dinner. So we have the uh, – they uh, we asked for paper menus for the entire trip. So we got a, you know the okay, Marvel-themed yep. menu yep. to take home with us. Yeah. They had um, – they had different items on this menu than I had seen before. Okay. I have certain favorite foods that you know. There's certain menus that I really like because there's some favorite foods that I like. And, you know that, sure. that probably everybody likes. But but a, uh, there there are certain nights when you get on board and you look at the menu and you're they're just like I don't want any of this. Food. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. And uh, in this case, you know, we did. I we, we got new stuff, and 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 that was pretty exciting as far as yeah. I was concerned. Um, we were in Animator's Palette, and um, they had, uh, you know, they had the Marvel uh, icon up on the screens, which was really neat. But they didn't do anything else with it, like. Yeah, see, that to me is something that I feel like is a huge missed opportunity because I expect, you know, I was excited to be in Animator's Palette because we got lucky enough to do it too. I was like, oh, this is gonna be cool. And I just feel like that room is sort of set up like a comic book, right? Where, you know, they could have done some really cool things with the, you know, the decorations on the wall and, you know, starting it in black and white and sort of moving it into color as you go through, uh, go through your dinner and have, you know, these, these Marvel characters on the walls. And I was like, this is going to be awesome. But no, they, it's just a Marvel Day at Sea logo in black and white on the wall. And I almost feel like it's because, you know, a third of the two thirds of the ship would be missing out on kind of that 
premium experience if they were to do that. So I, I feel like that's why they don't do it. But it just feels like a massive missed opportunity. Well, well you know, you know why they're actually doing it that way, Wes. Why is that? So that you'll book a cruise on the Wish, and you can eat in that Marvel <laughs> restaurant on the Wish. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna get that Marvel show. You're just yes, gonna, yes. You're just it, gonna, was the, it was it was the plan from it was wish. plan it was the plan from very beginning. Yeah. So <laughs> that was that was nice. We you know we really enjoyed that, and then uh, we made sure that uh, we headed up to uh, Deck Ten to watch the Marvel's Hero yes. show that uh, you had you had pumped up and. Yep. Uh, the concierge lounge host had pumped up. They're like, Oh, you got to get up there. You got to get a seat early. You know, you got to get a spot early. So, right. so we headed up there and we, we got our spots and, um, the show lived up to its hype. It was, uh, it, a little bit campy theme to it, but yeah. you know, got all the characters into it. It, it, uh, it was, you know, it was really good. It, it incorporated the fireworks. I'm not going to give anything away, but it inc- incorporated fireworks with it. Yeah. Uh, I like that. It, like you said, I like that it's part of the show. Like it's, you know, it, it has a storyline and the fireworks are, sh- are shot off for a reason. I yeah. Yeah. Any way, but yeah, I like that part of it. Yeah. So that was, I thought that all that was fantastic. Yeah. And, um, uh, but the show definitely lived up to the hype, and I was yeah. glad we did it. They did actually did two shows. They had an earlier show and a later show, trying to spread everyone out. Oh, no, of the same uh, of of Marvel Heroes Unite. Yes. Oh, yes. really? Yes. Okay. It was two two separate shows. I think there was one at eight thirty, and then there was one at ten thirty. Did they do fireworks both times? I mean, I would imagine yes. they have to. Oh, interesting. I so okay. The um, yeah for a for a for a deck show, I mean, it's it's. It's kind of almost on par with I think one you know the Broadway shows that are in the theaters just in ter- just in terms of like production and um and and entertainment value you know what I mean Yeah I think um they're you know they're they're used to at least of the of the of the theme of the show was was really good yeah. they get all the characters involved and yep. you know um they they uh the there's probably not as much audience participation as when when you sailed, because they had spread everyone out on oh, the deck. Sure. Like you got a dot, you got to go stand on. Okay. Uh, there was less management of the crowd on the upper deck, but the upper deck was was a better viewing point, I think. So yeah, okay. you kind of you kind of uh, make your choices, right? Do you want you want crowd control on the bottom deck, or do you do you want the better better view from up top? Yeah, so. yeah, for sure, for sure. So I guess as a Marvel super fan that your daughter is what you know what was her thought of kind of the experience and um and your overall impressions as well uh she loved it she had a great time she got to meet all these different characters she got to do all the trivia um it, it overall it was just great and and for us you know I I don't remember whether we had booked it before it was officially a Marvel day at sea cruise or mm. not but you know to me it's it's an easy thing that Disney can do to plus up a regular, yeah, a, a regular sailing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. even if you don't like Marvel, the only downside is you're going to have to hear the Marvel themed music everywhere on the ship for the day. Yes. But you know, if you don't want to participate in the Marvel activities and you just want to go lay on the pool deck or you want to, you know, go to the spa or whatever, it, it's it's certainly not going to impact you. It's a regular sea day. You know, you could you could lay in the sun and and not not be bothered by any of the Marvel stuff. But if you really want to get into it, you know, you can make the most of it. And, and we just thought it was, it was, it was fabulous, right? It's, um, I think it's a, 
it's a nice differentiator, I think, for for their cruise line uh, to appeal to families and 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 you know, with or without kids, right? If you're a yeah. Marvel super fan, you know, why wouldn't you take this cruise, right? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 not any more. Um, I don't think it's it's that much more expensive than taking a regular five night cruise on the Magic, right? And so, it's, yeah, one it's of the fantastic. Thing, one of the things I really like about it is if you want to you know, participate in the Marvel activities. It really is, is quite immersive. I mean, there's a lot that you can do and you really feel like you're in this, you know, this Marvel universe, which I, I, I think they do a really good job at that. So, um, awesome. So we'll, we'll move past the Marvel day at sea. The next day you were back at Castaway Key. Um, did you, so I guess my first question is, did you do anything different the second day? But, Another thing I want to know, and I've always been curious about, because I've uh, I've never done a Castaway Key double dip. It's something that I've always wanted to do, but I've at the same time I'm wondering, like you know, you if you had a good day your first day, are you excited to go back the second time? Do you feel like there's enough to do on the island, and um, you know, just talk 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 a little bit about your feelings about that. So let me set the stage, Wes. How many inches of snow are outside your house right now? <laughs> I think we're up to about like thirteen or fourteen. So if I don't I want to talk you, about it. So if I told you that you could spend two days on a tropical island, <laughs> would you think I won't have anything to do on the second day? Nope. Uh, yeah, you got me there. So when you put it that way, uh, it makes it a, an easy, uh, an easy choice. So remember, this cruise was in January. Um, yep. It was it was actually cold in Orlando when we drove out of Orlando, mm. and, and cold in Orlando, like it was in the forties. Oh my goodness! So, I think today was our, our this particular day was the only day that we forgot to order room service. So we went to Cabanas, picked it up, and and we ate on the uh, on the back deck, mm, okay, looking out. Uh, it was a sunny day. I nice. think the temperature ended up like around seventy three. Okay. We went to, we went back to almost the exact same spot on the first family beat. Um, we actually rented some tubes, uh, some inner uh, the the floating tubes yeah. from uh, the rental place, um, because we got in the water today because it was sunny. Um, uh, which which once you got numb, the water was fine. But <laughs> okay. you know, creeping in, t- it would have been better if I had just walked out just far enough and jumped in, jumped in, yeah. and just gotten it over just, with. Yep, yep. But I I extended the pain by slowly, <laughs> yeah. slowly moving into the water. I don't know why yeah, I did that, yeah, but yeah. so we spent we actually spent some time in the water. Uh, my daughter at a certain point went off uh i think to the vibe hangout she had met uh, mm, okay. a number of other kids on the ship and so she spent some time with them um my wife and i picked up lunch from cookies which was nice uh they actually had some new items there okay that they didn't pre-covid they have a some sort of a brisket sandwich mm. They have uh, some new desserts. They may have some of the new salads or something. There's like five or six of them that they have now. But, you know, and they they have all the classics that I I suppose everyone would like too. But um, so the spicy chicken sandwich. You know, I didn't order. No, I did order a spicy chicken sandwich the second day. Yeah. So they definitely have the spicy chicken sandwich. Good, good. 
Yeah, if they got rid of that, there'd be a riot, I think. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so this was actually our fourth time uh, oh, going that's right. Passed away in the past two months. Cause I we forgot did, your last one was a double dip, too, yeah. Yeah, we had a double dip. It got changed from an Eastern Caribbean to a Western, and they th- tossed in a, a, a double dip. So we we definitely went and we looked through all the shops um, mm. to see – uh, One of my favorite pastimes on Gasriki. Yeah, if, if there was anything new, and sadly there wasn't. I've been hearing the merchandise is just not, you know, up to par with what it usually is. It's not. It's not that it's not uh, the Castaway merchandise isn't up to par with what it usually is. It's that there's was nothing new between. Oh, the last, the last time, time you were there, there two months ago. Right. Got it. So okay. I, you know, the only thing I really buy on the ships is. Are, are the turvises, which yep. are the large plastic cups. Yeah. And so I always try to get a new one. Um, but I had bought a castaway key one last time we were there. And there's, there's one particular design I want. And I think it's the one with Olaf laying on, on there, but it's only in the smaller ones. And okay. I don't like the smaller ones. So I got some generic castaway key one last <laughs> time and it was the same. So we, we looked around in the shops and then, uh, and then by that point, we caught back up with my daughter, and we um, we jumped on the tram and headed back to the ship. Okay. So that was the end of our second castaway day uh, gotcha. there. I think we probably got back on board at three three thirty something oh, okay. like that. That's yeah, pretty so much stayed, the whole day. Yeah. Yeah, we stayed longer because it was it was warmer. Oh, and I, yeah, warmer day. We yeah, got okay. into the water, and so you know it just kind of uh, kind of uh, dragged the day out more. I think. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Um, anything eventful about your day at NASA other than the, the construction going on right outside your stateroom? <laughs> no, not really. I mean, uh, the construction did drive us out of the, you know, if we had decided to spend time on the veranda that took care of that. So yeah. we ended up going to the concierge lounge, uh, sun deck area and we were sitting out there and we were talking for a while and, um, an officer appeared behind us and said hi. And so we talked to him for 15, 20 minutes, and he ended up um, being the director of the hotel director, oh, I guess, okay. which is in charge of all the food and the yeah. rooms and the entertainment. And so we, we talked to him for a long time about, about you know, his career and uh, cool. what, what it's been like with, uh, with COVID and everything. And um, he was just saying how happy they were to have – passengers back on board and uh them sailing again and um everything and i'll say that you know this is our second um our second sailing since the shutdown and i think we found a lot of the stuff to be you know there are rules and restrictions that take place on board right but you know given that i think the lack of um passengers on the ship, like the lower capacity on the ships really improves the experience, right? Mm. There, there, you know, there are some downsides, but, but there are upsides to it as well, right? There's, there's less lines for everything. The food is, is much better Yeah, I've been in terms that. of being much better quality. Like it comes out hot. You're not, okay. you know, your, your meal can proceed as slow or as fast as you want it to, because you're the you probably have more attention from the wait staff. Definitely w- yeah. without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, Although I will say, if you have favorite wait staff that that you've always found on one particular ship, they're probably not going to be on that ship again because we had wait staff uh, on the Fantasy from that we had sailed with 
prior on the wonder and the magic and we got on board the magic and i think we saw uh, someone who had been our waiter on the fantasy and and i think in some respects the crew's not that happy about it because they either like I think they like the ship that they mm. traditionally sail on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they like the small ships, they like them for whatever reason they like them for. And if they like the bigger ships, they like them, you know, for the for the same thing. And I think mixing them all around hasn't made them necessarily happy. But I think they're the ones we spoke to said that they're happy to be working again, whether they're on their preferred yeah. ship or not, right? Yeah, okay. And almost without a doubt, one hundred percent, they all said, "I'm going to go to the Wish." <laughs> yeah. But I don't know how that's actually going to happen since <laughs> right. they all said that since they everyone's in, doing it. Yeah. They put in for the wish, so so we'll <laughs> see. Funny. So if you're looking for yeah. your favorite um, your favorite uh, <laughs> crew member, they're probably going to be on the wish according to them. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. All right, Joe. Well, uh, this has been really fun. I appreciate you sharing this experience. I mean, Marvel Day at Sea is something that, you know, I've done. I would do again. Cast double, Castaway Key Double Dip is something that I want to do in the future. And certainly sailing um, in uh, in the Royal Suite is something I would love to do in the future. So the fact that you got to experience kind of all those in one cruise, I think, is is really, really cool. And I appreciate you taking the time to, to share that with us. Thanks. It was a great experience. I really, really, really had a great time. Awesome. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Appreciate your time, and uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Yep. Talk to you later. All right. Thanks. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude, or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com/dcldudepodcast. Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening.